Welcome to Writer Syndrome, a podcast about writing from start to finish. This episode's topic, we're getting into the editing process. I'm Russ Capasso, and sitting across from me, next to me, virtually, virtually. is yeah. Tim, Tim Letney. Russ, how the hell are you, man? I'm pretty good. Yeah, how, how's the editing going? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> It's a lot. It's it's a real lot. Yeah. So we are uh, again. This is we're Tim and I are in different spots of our editing process. I've just uh, I'm like in the middle of doing content edits from uh, from feedback I got from a from a professional editor, and Tim is just in the in the early stages of beta reader feedback, and he the nascent stages just got my feedback. Thank you for the feedback. How um, how overwhelmed are you? Oh, dude, so overwhelmed. <laughs> Sorry. So like you think when you edit as much as you do to get a beta draft ready, that maybe you're done or maybe it's just going to be a little bit. And yeah. um, no. it's just so eye opening. One, thank you so much for sending such detailed edits. And also, fuck you <laughs> for sending so many <laughs> edits. Um, no, I really appreciate it. It's just incredibly overwhelming. Because um, you provided, you know, all 400 pages worth of, of edits and suggestions on punctuation and grammar and content. And then my wife, who is still going through it as well, has provided some grammar edits, but a lot of like content and character suggestions. So yeah. just trying to tackle these two very, three very different kinds of feedback and edits. I'm just very overwhelmed and trying to think about a process to to get through it without giving up completely. It feels <laughs> like another roadblock. It feels like another one of those crises of conscience where it's like, Ugh. dude, I thought I was done, but you know, the mountain continues. Yeah, that self-doubt starts creeping again. You're like, I don't, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, do I hate myself? Is this, is this, is this what it is? Yeah. Uh, so we. So I mean, I kind of want to. I'm going to keep poking you for a bit. So you, because you just got your feedback, um, and I've gone through the beta, like two rounds of beta readers. I've gone through. Get. I've gotten your feedback a long time ago, right? So I'm curious how how do you feel you you're you're going to approach this? Because we were just talking about this. Like you've got obviously a ton of like you know, line edit stuff, which maybe you didn't ask for, but I threw it in there just to, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, just to I really it. overwhelm you. And then there's like the content stuff. Like, how do you think you're going to approach this? So, I mean, so going back just like real quick, because even though this is the first bit of, you know, kind of beta feedback and edits I've gotten, it's not, this isn't the first round of edits by any means. You know, I had my first draft, yeah, um, which I was very careful to not edit as I wrote, just so I could have something in the can to refine. Second draft, I kind of did a lot of content edits myself. I cleaned up inconsistencies in plot and character motivations. And then my third draft was grammar edit. It was consistency edit. It was adding color. And then honestly, there's probably a 3.5 draft where I went back and I read the whole thing over again to clean up misspellings, you know, yeah. punctuation issues, which I, I obviously missed a ton based on your <laughs> feedback. <laughs> You know, because I had that moment before I'd sent off, you know, the beta drafts to you and Jill. I paused. I was like, oh, I don't want to send this yet because it's not as clean as it could be. And that's kind of where that 3.5 came from. Yeah. Lo and behold, I, I still missed so much stuff. And now, I don't know, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed because it really does feel like two different kinds of feedback that that I can't do at the same time. 
Yeah. And yet I don't want to go and read the entirety of the book twice. Yeah. So what I think I'm going to do, and, and honestly, this is open for debate and maybe we can talk about it, is go through some kind of low-hanging fruit, some wins, like clean up the misspellings, clean up, you know, you and I were talking about dialogue tags and consistency on character yeah. said versus said character and whatever the genre expectations are around that. And um, it seems like there isn't a really clear answer, but it, that's something I need to solve, right? Where yep. I need to make sure that my approach is consistent. So I want to go through and get those easy wins. And I say easy, but they're going to be super time consuming. <laughs> yeah. Um, first, because that's like the, it feels like a different part of my brain that I'm using to kind of clean that stuff up. Yeah. Whereas the feedback on characters and character dialogue, or maybe this chapter needs another bit, that feels like the creative side of my brain, which I, I can't, effectively edit spelling and commas and then all of a sudden jump into a character's pov and write yeah like yeah, yeah. i feel like personally it needs to be two separate passes yeah to do it effectively or what because what happened yesterday when i tried to do both i got super overwhelmed yeah and um yeah it was just it was intimidating and i once again had that like leer moment of why am I doing this? I should, <laughs> yeah. I should just Cause, stop. Because you love it. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, that's it. I um. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting because now I'm thinking like we did a whole episode about beta reader and take, getting that feedback and getting, you know, going through it and, and organizing yourself for, for beta readers and expectations. And I'm looking, thinking back to that and um, having the same feeling when uh, more so after I, I sent out to like five or six people at first round, I got, I got feedback rolling in from like three or four different people. Mm -hmm. um, and some people called out some, you know, small stuff, you know, and then some, most people focused on like the bigger things, which was good. Um, but I'm wondering, like looking back on it, should I have been, should we have been, or should I have been more forceful and being like, don't even worry about any grammar stuff at all. Like, don't even touch it because like it's going to be a distraction for me coming to like the next phase that I really need to focus on, which is getting the plot, the story and the characters correct. Um, yeah. I but mean, it's I'll really tough because like, like, I, like it's tough because like I was having a hard time. I had read through something. I catch something in yours. And I was like, I got, I want to call this out for him. I got to show it to him, you know? Yeah. Um, just I mean, so you I'll don't tell you, miss it. <laughs> I, I feel conflicted about this because I do think, especially with me being a first time author, um, that this is, there's still that imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. So I'll say that I'm thankful for the misspellings that you've caught and the grammar issues, because when I go to send it to the next round of beta readers, I'm going to feel less like a charlatan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel like just like with formatting, right? Like yeah. I kind of want to walk the walk. I want it to look like a book. I want it to feel like a book. I don't want it to be like fanfic. No yeah. offense to fanfic, but like, I, I don't know. I, I, so personally, I'm grateful for it, even though, yes, those are things that will be caught um, for a professional editor, yep. but it makes me feel at least more comfortable yeah. um, sharing it in its absolute best form because I don't want it to be like, oh, look at this schlub playing pretend, yeah. you know, playing cosplay or LARPing that they're an author. And once again, that's the, 
the insecurity piece, which yeah, yeah. is a perpetual thing that I think I wrestle with. You know, I, I would hope a lot of people wrestle with, but I know I certainly do when it comes to creating and sharing the stuff I'm creating. But you're right. I mean, it takes time. Uh, it's is it and is it worth the time? Yeah. Right. Like just for a, a feeling of confidence, and I, I don't know. I think uh, well, I, I don't know. Like I, looking back at like my experience, um, I would say. Tackling those low that low hanging fruit stuff was a great way to get motivated mm. to get into things. I know maybe you should, you, your focus should be doing like the big stuff, right? The big sweeping issues, right? You should be fixing those. But I think that's 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 a lot of yeah. energy. And if you can see these little comments sitting there, you know, like yeah, I mean, you're right because if you fix those first. I mean, it's going to involve a lot of content creation, probably, if you're going to fix the big issues, which then you're introducing way more, more grammar, issues, yeah, more, more issues. spelling <laughs> issues, more punctuation <laughs> issues. Yeah. So it's like this. Yeah, it's like a catch 22 where. Yeah. You know. I, so I, yeah, you're right. It's just I don't want to jump into the big ones yet. I want some wins, baby. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe I mean, I would even look at like. And this is something I, I remember doing uh, was the places where I saw that there were like grammar and, and bullshit. Um, if they were within a content section that I, I was gonna have to change for big picture, I left it. And I just went through and just did the stuff that was like outside of that purview or wasn't that I could directly see was attached any major changes I was gonna make. And I was like, let me just bah, 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 fix this up, clean that up. It felt good to kind of clear, you know, hit the little resolve button on Google Docs there and be like, okay, I, I did something. Yeah. Now I get a little cleaner slate when I come to the next day. It's like, cool. Now I can look at this from a, you know, th that clutter is out of the way. And now I can focus yeah. on like the, the story stuff. So, and I'm super task based, right? So yeah. you made a lot of edits in Google Docs and hit and check or resolve feels good. You know, a little dopamine hit. Like it's like I'm actually doing something, but yeah. I mean, you are. You are. I mean, you're, you're, yeah. you're reviewing something you just... I could pay somebody a few thousand to do <laughs> for me. <laughs> you still got to do it. <laughs> that's interesting i i, I think I, I like the approach of just tackling those, those smaller things first but i don't want to like talk too much about like the beta reader feedback stuff because we, yeah we've i mean we did an episode on that so everyone should go back and listen to it um <laughs> but like so you were we've we've kind of gone back and forth about this in a few episodes and just in general we talk so i mean i'm planning on doing like the full round of like professional like edits and stuff right like i've gone mm -hmm. through the content edit which i'm in the middle of now um and then there's like the copy line edit, which i'm gonna do in october and then there's like a proofread i've got to say uh the the content edit has been the most I'm, I'm i have no idea what to expect for the copy line edit um but the i've got an idea from like sample edits but i've what i've gotten back and i'm like cool i'm a terrible writer i got a, I got a <laughs> lot i've got a lot to learn still um, but the content it, I will say is extremely, has been extremely, um, overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's more so, and I'm curious to see how you feel about this as me being Mr. Spreadsheets and organized and I've got, you know, conflict and little details outlined in a spreadsheet. How are you feeling coming to the feedback you're getting from me and Jill around content and how do you feel you're going to approach out of like, you know, plot and story characters do you feel like really over like is that piece feel overwhelming to like actually dive into those and be like oh I, i'm gotta fix something here in scene three is that gonna have an impact on scene 45 yeah it, you know you know as a pantser <laughs> i am not stressed about that um of course not <laughs> <laughs> 
now come to me after i sit down and start doing it but <laughs> it, it being a genre it being horror yeah. I, I don't anticipate cascading effects if anything i think i'm kind of shoring up character traits and, yeah. and motivations in a way i don't think it's going to introduce issues because i nobody's changing all that much um yeah so no i'm not wildly concerned about it i'm overwhelmed yeah but when it comes to the doing of it i, I don't i'm not i'm not stressed about it really yeah. i'm not um but maybe uh, maybe i should be is there any stuff that you're seeing from our feedback looking back you're like oh you know what maybe if i had pants a little less yeah 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 i'm not trying no, to push, you're i'm not trying to push my agenda <laughs> no because there's times right but that both you and jill have come across some character moments and both of you it's been different parts but you're like why are the characters acting like this yeah and i'm like well it's a simple solution it's because i needed them to get to the next place <laughs> or it's because it's... i wrote that part first and then i wrote the other part second, second. Yeah. even though it comes after it and now they're like their personality or like the way they're acting doesn't line up with, with like they just did the trauma that just happened or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so had I pantsed less with those things, yeah, I, I think, but I also don't think they're that hard to, to fix. Yeah. Like I have one off. scene where like the characters have gone through just like a really traumatic, yeah. horror filled experience. And I've got one character who's just like, practically whistling you know yeah, just like yeah, yeah. in a great mood <laughs> and honestly that part was kind of intentional i was like i want this to be a moment of levity for him and like he is thriving in this kind of apocalyptic setting yeah but jill was like the the it's too light you know yeah. the tone is too light and then it's something that i just need to address um in a further edit but not only was his tone light, everybody else was just kind of kind of like acting like nothing had happened, yeah, even yeah. though they'd all gone through. So they weren't even talking about like <laughs> monster tentacles or, you know, <laughs> zombie like creatures or whatever. They're just kind of like, anyway, moving on. And, yeah, yeah. And I'll, I've noticed that in other books, too. Like they don't always go through like a, and honestly, it's not particularly enjoyable to read traumatized characters reliving the trauma that has went through. You kind of got to plug away forward. Yeah. Um, but it needs to be reflected, I think, in the characters' actions. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I'll say like having the the spreadsheet and the scene breakdown, all sort of stuff, does not take away from the overwhelmingness of of the things yeah. you have to fix. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, help the, that. the spreadsheet to me scares the, the crap out of me, dude. The like, only thing it helps with is if there is a the 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 greatest advantage I have with it is if I'm reading a scene and I know there's a problem here, I can quickly know where that will have a trickle effect. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, okay, this character is doing this thing here. Oh, okay. I can look at further scenes down where they're involved and be like, okay, I got a note to reread this section to make sure it aligns with their with their their, their choices and what what's being revealed here. Yep. It's the only thing that's been helpful, which kind of reduces a little bit of the overwhelmingness, but not, not not much. Like Yeah, I mean it's this is unfair, but to compare it to other forms of art, whether it be painting or sculpture, right? Like uh, maybe there are some people that create with a lot of structure and a spreadsheet, but I, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'd much rather be throwing paint up yeah. there than planning to, right? I kind of want to go with a feeling in the moment and go with it. And yeah, maybe that does create more work in the long run when I'm kind of like refining or maybe I have to cover up some mistakes and smudges and stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to process for me, 
that's the enjoyment part for me. That's yeah. like where I am at my most happy. Yeah. So that's not to say I couldn't do some more planning, but the spreadsheet itself, I don't know. It just, we talked about it before in our Panthers and Planners episode. It's just not enjoyable for me. Yeah. And honestly, maybe even overwhelming, just the idea of like synthesizing everything into a really easy to, I love it for you to do it for my book. If you yeah. have, you know, a, a, I started a to, but I was like, he's not going to, no, 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 you got to, no, I looked not, at it. I'm not doing this for you. <laughs> you really, you're going to make a spreadsheet for me. Uh, yeah. I started Aww, to, and I had even I mean, Valentine's I mean, Day I mean, yet. Kind of have like all my notes still, where I can give you a quick break. I was meant highlighting POVs, locations and everything for you. Oh yeah. But then I gave up on that because I wanted to get you the feedback. Because I wouldn't appreciate you. Yeah. And then you'd be like, <laughs> not even going to look at it just out of spite. I would definitely look at it. <laughs> and maybe I'd even emulate it for the next one. But <laughs> building it myself, um, I can't I can't even imagine how to do that. My brain doesn't work that way yet. Yeah. I it's it's I think like you don't you don't necessarily need it for like a first draft. I mean, I, that's just me. So it worked for me. But for the edit, I think it's been very helpful, like I said, because I can see if the editor went through, she made a comment somewhere. I could be like, oh, that scene, I know exactly where they pop up later on. This is where it is. Or I can quickly see it and just like make a note. Don't forget, mm-hmm. <laughs> they said this back in chapter, blah, blah, blah. You know, make sure it shows up here. So I think during yeah. the revision process, it's, it's been pretty helpful. But I think I probably have a very naive, a naive perspective or a naive like understanding of my, I, I think I know more about my book than I do. Right. So I'm like, oh, I can just, yeah. oh, that, that's chapter seven. Like, but it's so big, right? Yeah, you know, it's at yeah. the point now it's like 18, 118,000 words. So I can see where, you know, having a spreadsheet to reference yeah. would be helpful in the editing process to go back to a certain section. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I know where that is. You know, I've memorized my book. I probably haven't, <laughs> but. No, I forgot about stuff that happened in my own book. And it's like, I've only got, I'm down to 70, 75, 70,000 words. I now. got words to spare. You want some? Yeah, I do. A few chapters. Yeah, I just want. I got to add words based on your feedback. I just want like an extra five to 10,000. That's all. Oh, I got that. I got that for you. You give me a spreadsheet. I'll gift you yes. five to 10,000 in, in the middle of my sci-fi thriller. And then there was tendrils that came out of the sewers. I was like, wait, where are we now? No, I'll just give you some of my flashbacks. Yes. <laughs> you want some childhood trauma? I got yeah. some to spare. We time travel between 1977 and 2000, <laughs> 2020, 21. <laughs> I say, so the other thing, so going through this, it took me a long time to get geared up when I got the the content edit feedback. I know you didn't ask me a question, so I'm just going to talk. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. How about that content edit feedback? What's happening there? <laughs> Thanks, bud. I'll fix that in post. Um, <laughs> so I don't sound like a narcissist who just wants to talk about his own editing process. Um, no, you got to keep it. Uh, I will say with the, um, now I forgot what I was going to talk about. No, the, with the, with the kind of overwhelming feeling, feeling with the content edit um, and something. So I, I, it took me a bit to get ramped up and I was mm-hmm. even having a hard time just finding the easy wins uh, because I mean, her feedback wasn't for this, for this wasn't like fix this sentence, fix this line. Although she did give me feedback of how to like. So she didn't come in with, you know, spelling corrects or no. grammar punctuations. So, nope. I mean, referring back to what we talked about earlier, uh, yeah, it makes sense. Do the big pieces first. So it's yes. content edit comes first yeah. and then second comes that line edit. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. But. No, that's right. But no, no, it's it's good. It's a good thing to call out because um, coming from a getting a professional feedback. Uh, yeah. Like she, she called out some stuff to say like, hey, this is how you could here's an instance of where you could change this around a bit to make this a little more dynamic and feel better. And it was like a more of a copy line at it. And then she gave me some feedback in the editorial letter saying like, 
here are things that you need to, to focus on, but good news is this is all fixable and it happens a lot for first time, you know, authors. So don't be overwhelmed with that. Um, but the real focus was just on the big ticket items throughout, throughout yeah. the entire story. But it took me so long to ramp up and I remember you and I talking and I, and I was just like, I don't know where to, I don't know how to begin this thing. I've got the fucking spreadsheets. I got her feedback. I got all this stuff. And I, I just don't know where to go. And I yeah. talked to her about it and she was just like, she's like, well, just pick one or two things, you know, that you can at least grab onto and you got a sense of how to fix it and then yeah. fix those things. You know, she's like, you should start big and work down small, but like grab something yeah. medium and grab okay. something, grab something you just at least fix because it'll get you going. And I, and I got that and I was like, all right. And then I started ramping up and I was doing like from scene one all the way through like top down, like yeah. going like scene by scene, which would make me jump around. So it was like, I get to scene three. Like I said, I was like, oh, this is going to change something in scene 54. Let me make sure I note that. And I jumped down there and I'd fix that. While referencing your spreadsheet while doing this, like knowing yeah. that, oh, interesting. Yeah. So like when I'm editing, it's like, I've got two screens, like right here is where the writing is. And then on my other screen is like the spreadsheet. So I can like kind of check where I am and like make sure I'm, you know, things I revealed here, I make a note to say, make sure that's accounted for any questions I raised earlier on, making sure I account for that. Um, yeah. But that's a lot of stuff that she also called out like, hey, this this question I don't think ever gets answered. Make sure it does if you introduce it or change this around. Um, but I guess what I'm really getting to with this, so this all feels very overwhelming, but getting going, I think I made a mistake of like, once I got going, I was like, I was in go mode and I was just like, yeah, I think I spent like a week and a half, like 10 hour days straight through 20, you know, 12 hour days, just like cranking through it's dark in here. I'm all right. I got to eat dinner and then, okay, I'm going to go play video games for a bit and go to bed and come back, start at like 8am, go right through again. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was like, I, I feel so productive, feel so productive. And after a week and a half, I had only gotten through like the first act or so. Oh shit. And I was burned out. Yeah. I like completely burned myself out. And I was mm -hmm. like, I don't want to, fucking look at this thing for like two weeks yeah but i was like but i can't i can't I, I have to work in this thing and i took off three days from it because my brain was just i can't think anymore about this thing yeah and i realized and it, what i need to do and this is something i just noted to myself was just like you know this isn't a sprint give myself i needed to give myself like daily goals and you know what if you go a little bit past that that's okay but don't don't push it because if you yeah. do you'll just get your, your freeze and you'll just be like, Russ, I was just, just <laughs> thinking about this this morning. Right. So I went yeah. on like a, a morning run and, um, I always, I always feel like there are some parallels between like running and exercise and writing and weeks ago, you know, cause I was like sidelined by COVID. Um, and then, you know, I started getting back into it, into running and I went so hard just to try to make up for lost time. I ended up hurting myself. Right. Yeah. And I was thinking about this as I was running today, like going slow, you know, only going a few miles. This the the you know, an, an like the comparison to to writing and how here I am coming into an editing process, and I was like, you know, I, I probably need to not overdo it so yeah. as I don't completely burn myself out and give yes. up. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you saw it or heard it, but as you were talking, I honestly I really feel like I needed to hear you say what you said about starting with the big pieces maybe not you know overdoing it yeah but i am having this like epiphany this moment that's i guess it's not an epiphany i'm all i'm doing is listening <laughs> to your experience <laughs> but um to not do to not start with the 
grammar and to not start with the misspellings and to start with the big things, even though the big things right now are scary to me to jump yeah. into. And I want to get the little wins to have some dopamine to keep going, but I'm going to need to start with content. Like yeah. I, I just know I am. So then did you have any tips? So how did you like moderate your, like when you got back into it after your three day hiatus, yeah. how'd you keep yourself from obsessing and overdoing it and putting in those 12 hour days again? Uh, first step was don't beat yourself up about it. <laughs> Cause I, t- I literally <laughs> took, I took 40, I started working on book two. I was so sick of this book. Like, I don't know. I was texting you about those, I, like, the scenes I wrote and you're like, Oh, that's cool for this character. And I was like, wrong character, different book. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think you thought I was working on this one. I was like, no, I'm working on something else. Cause I was so just, I need to do something else. So I think, oh, interesting. um, but yeah, so there's four, three, four days, like one, I just had a moment of like, stop beating yourself about you, you did this thing. Okay. How do I not do this again? And what did I do wrong? What I did wrong was I, I just was pounding on it and I just burned myself out. Okay. How do I not do that? Set myself. Because you had a deadline. Is that why you were working? Like, were you panicked that you were running out of time for the next I th- edit? I think I was panicking because I was, I, I was, I was having like these starting problems, you know? And I, I was like, I think that set a little bit of panic in. Originally, I was supposed to deliver this back to the editor for a copy line it in September 6th. And I had given me mm-hmm. like a three week you know, period. I got a little bit of work done on it. And I, I was, I think I spent the first week just trying to come up with a plan and thinking of where do I start? Right. And then I spent like maybe a week or so actually doing some work. Uh, and then I just got stuck again. I was just like, why, what am I, I don't know how to get going here. And I reached out yeah. to her and I was like, I don't think I, I'm going to get this done. Like there's no way I can get this done in a week. Um, so then we, you know, move schedules around and I had a month. So, um, but like coming back to it after doing that, that, that sprint run, you know, the second time around, you know, don't beat yourself up about it. See how you burned yourself out, but making sure that you're, you're doing something every day for like, you know, five, six days a week. Um, but now I'm like, all right, how many words do I have left to go through? How many scenes do I have left to go through? What's my date that I want to get this done by and setting like those daily goals and being like, okay, I can do, I need to do this much to get to this date. Is that going to kill me yeah. doing two scenes or, you know, setting a, a initial limit of like 4,000 words, get through 4,000 words of just, that's it was, yeah. a, was a good start. Um, that's kind of where and I'm sitting. We, and maybe we can talk about it in a, in a future episode, but I feel like that taps into a little bit of work life balance or writing life balance. Like you didn't yes. have one. If you're writing 12 hours a day and you're like, oh, I didn't eat, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Glasses of water aren't going to cut it. Um, but yeah, so I think just making sure like what I'm doing now is having like a a goal that is reasonable, you know, and won't burn my brain out. So the next day I I keep that going. Um, do you think think that's the most important thing? (laughs) Your intention during that intense time period is the work that you did. Did it move the needle forward? Um, or, or was it sacrificial? So like the the hours you're putting in, you weren't spinning, you were still pushing it forward. Oh yeah. It's just that you ended up burning out because of it. Yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, absolutely. Like, and yeah, no, it was definitely, it was good. And I feel so mm-hmm. much like my opening acts, like, um, like it's even tighter now. And I feel like, oh, I'm excited about this, you know, reading yeah. that. It's like, I cut a lot of scenes and just kind of got the action a bit quicker. And I was like, oh, this feels really good. I'm tightening up some plot holes here early on. And I'm like, this, I feel really, this is awesome. And then, and I think maybe I was so excited. I kept pushing myself, but what I should have done was just like, cool. You, you hit your goal for the day. Don't push any further because you're going to burn yourself off for the next day and right. so forth. Or you're going to, you're going to keep, 
cramming, 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 using up all your energy. And then you hit a point where you're like, I need to recharge and you take four days off and then you kind of screw yourself where it's like, right, right. I should have just been easy picking away at this. And honestly, like, even if that averages out to like the right, like the, the same amount of hours, I think just like anything, right. It's, it's the routine. Yes. So if you break a routine and then it's one day off, it's two days off, you know, it gets really easy to make a new routine of not doing anything, of not yes. sitting down, uh, of or something else replaces that, right? So yeah. it's not just to kind of a an energy in, you know, time average. Yeah, it's if you break the routine, you bring yourself to you potentially bring yourself to this moment of reflection of maybe you don't ever go back. You yeah, know? yeah, and like you and, said- and like yeah, you're dedicated to it, but I, yeah. I mean, there's always at least for me, there's always that question that creeps in, like. Do I stop now? Like, is this? Yeah. Maybe I do something else with my time. Yeah. And you got to kind of make sure that, you know, you protect yourself from those, those moments. And I think overdoing it leads to more of that question. hundred percent. And coming back to like some of you had said when you're, when you're, you're running your analogy there is, is, is fantastic because it is so true. And I think if you miss a day or two, don't take day three to, to do three days of writing. Yeah. Don't do that. Yep. That is like, that is like, cause I, I, I did that. I did that a couple of times where I missed a day and I was like, oh, that's yeah. right. I can do, I can do 8,000 get through. I need to, I need to do three scenes. You have all this makeup, right? Yeah. yeah don't totally. do that. Just get right back into your, the goal you've set for yourself in a day that, you know, is reasonable. It's two hours, four hours, three scenes, a chapter or 4,000 words or whatever that is, that is reasonable. Um, just, just pick, just pick that back up and do that because the, the, the I think you, and I did this to myself too, where I, I'll make it up or I'll make it up tomorrow or whatever that burns yourself out because then you're like, Oh yeah, oh, I've got so much to do now. And then you're like, I don't know if I can get through this. And it's like, you only yeah. get through half of that. And then it's like, Oh, then tomorrow I'm going to make up the tiller too. And all of a sudden it's a snowball effect. And then, you're right. Just- and then, the, and then you're writing from this kind of, and I can speak to this because right now I feel like in many aspects of my life, I feel like I'm under delivering. I feel like I'm just yeah. drowning a little bit. But when I was running, I like, there was one day that I went out, I ran four miles and then i was like i feel good and i didn't run yesterday i'm gonna run four more and i went out and i ran four more and i I hurt my back and my leg and i couldn't run for like the next two weeks so instead i drank (laughs) 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 because it's like i deserve it i hurt myself i can't do this whatever yeah i just don't want that to happen with writing and one of the scary things right now with writing for me and editing is that having sent the betas off and waiting patiently um, yeah. for your feedback, which you turned around promptly. Thank you. Is is that I actually didn't use that time to work on anything else. Yeah. You know, obviously I didn't look at this book and I didn't work on any of the other side things that I have. I read a little, yeah. um, but mostly it's been kind of a time period that I, I didn't use to write. And uh, it's hard to get my brain back into it and in retrospect i wish i had done a little something each day yeah to keep the routine yeah i think i uh, i think it's uh very important uh even when like when i send this off to the editor you know she's gonna have it for two weeks to copy line in it like i'm thinking ahead of like okay how am i planning that time i mean i'm gonna be doing a little bit of traveling for a portion of it just to clear the brain but then i'm gonna spend like the week when i get back like all right, do I, I'm going to try and write a, just a thousand words a day. And then I guess spend the rest of the time doing like marketing things because now I'm going to be like, Ugh, grown. yeah, I can so I got to start <laughs> planning that stuff and it's stuff I got to think about, you know, and it's like, well, this is the time for me to do that because when I get this back, it's going to be another month of me, you know, doing this, this, this marathon of my 4,000 words a day or whatever my goal is every day and just keep 4,000 is huge. 
Yeah, yeah but I think that. like in a during an edit, I think it's like I try to aim oh, for yeah, yeah, yeah. for like brand new like fresh writing. It's like I try to do two two thousand a day, and I think four thousand is a good like barometer. But that's so, me. Russ, so. take me through your, your like the professional editing process. So is this right? So it goes content first for the most part, mm-hmm. then it goes line edit, which includes like grammar and yeah, spelling like, and yeah, copy line punctuation is like, it's and stuff like, like that. Like what they call like, you know, that's like kind of fixing the craft stuff that, you know, the basics and like, yeah, sentence so then, structure. But then after that, there's a proofreading one, isn't What's what's different between the line edit and the proofreading? Proof, proofreading is is mostly just now looking for typos and you know maybe yeah typos maybe missing periods or quotations and stuff like that. That's like the final. And that's little, not in the line edit. No, no copy line edit is like sounds like a scam. Fl- <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just joking. I'll let you know. Uh, Can you pay somebody to do it for you? Well, let's so see. You say it's a scam, but now you think about this. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm joking. I'm not calling you out here, but like, think, now think about like, think about like the number. <laughs> no, I said of, it was a scam. Yeah, you said it's a scam. No, but think about the number of revisions each of us have done to our own books and then sent yeah. it out to someone, and how f- fuck they still it still was right. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I did four revisions before I sent it to a professional editor, and that's like getting beta reader feedback from like eight people over two rounds. Yeah. After edits, I did again. It's like I'm still missing stuff. Like I'm still missing stuff. So yeah, it's just narrowing that you know lowering and lowering every single time. You're you're just cutting through all the mistakes as much as you can. So it's like you can't aim for a perfectionist mindset when doing revisions. It's impossible. Yeah. Um, and you just have to be. I'm going to get this to the state that I feel good about it, and then move on to the next step. And then it's going to make yeah. it better. And it's okay, get this to get it to the next best state, and then you know, next process. So, I mean, I'll tell you, it's rare for even like books on my shelf. I come across errors. I don't oh, say yeah. it all the time, but pretty consistently, right? Like absolutely. Like, I've got, you know, I've, yeah, I've I've been the last three or four books I've read. I've definitely come across like two or three errors. You know, and these are professional. Yeah, I'm just curious to hear like about your when you get to that line edit. I'd like to talk about that a little bit because it's hard yeah. for me to picture the difference between that and and the proofing. I guess I guess proofing is just kind of a final polish. Yeah, yeah, that's literally just looking for those typos and the missing periods and some some grammar stuff maybe that the copy line edit missed. But copy line edit I think also focuses more on like the flow of the words too. So Russ, I haven't been through the process yet, but how did you go about? finding and choosing an editor, vetting an editor, making sure that, you know, you found somebody that you would have a good working relationship. Cause it seems like you're, you've got a great like rapport with your editor right now. And, and that could yeah. have gone, it almost feels like choosing a therapist or something like you can get a bad one <laughs> Yeah, and, and you need to keep kind of hunting until you get a good one. What was yeah. your process? Um, that's a fantastic question, Tim. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea what I would, what to do. Uh, so I, again, just a lot of research. I, there's a lot of writers blogs out there you can follow. Um, some of that kind of pop off the top of my head are like janefriedman.com. She's a fantastic resource for everything about writing. Mm-hmm. Um, writers helping writers.net. That's a great one too. Just resource of like guest posts of like editing and writing and character, everything, everything you need. So those are like, Two, I can share some in the, in the when we post this up, uh, some other links that I follow, but just following a bunch of writers blogs that are like, you know, uh, industry kind of leading people. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also services out there 
um, there's like another blog, which is a pretty good one, like Readsy. I'm not sure if you heard of that one. There, there's a couple of services you can find that like will help you. I just wait for you to read the blogs and then just give me the clip notes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you're making me do all the research. You <laughs> you're doing it anyway. God damn it! This is trickle down. Yeah. Um, so there, there are services out there. Like so, Readsy is actually a good resource for just general writing tips and learning how to do things. But they also that their catches that you know. You can sign up for them and they've got a curated group of like editors that is from what I hear, it's like a pretty uh, tough group to get like certified and get into for editors. Do they pay into it to get featured? Kind I don't like psychology today to keep the therapist yeah, thing going. Yeah. I mean, obviously you as an author, you would pay for their service and be like, hey, here's my 50 bucks. And I'm just they, curious if the editors pay a subscription to be visible on these sites. I don't know, actually. Don't know. Yeah, anyway. um, yeah I don't know. I'm not I'm sure. I'm always dubious, you know. I know you are, which is good. Um Actually, the, the the one I did use uh, was the um, e, uh, EFA, the Editorial Freelancers Association. Um, mm. It's like any other, like uh, the Fiverr or whatever it is. Like it's a, it's almost like LinkedIn too. It's like a, just a listing of, you know, editors. And it's just mm -hmm. like, that's all it is. It's very niche. So it's just editors. So you can find proofreaders there, content editors, editors who do everything. Um, it's huge. It's a little overwhelming, but you can narrow it down based on like location, like genre. genre, location. Um, so that was actually, I would say the majority of editors. I had a list of like 30 editors from blog Jeez. guest blog posts. I read that I, I was like, Oh, I like their kind of thought, thought process here. And then I'd follow up from like the blog post. So like someone, an editor would have written on janefriedman.com or one of these blogs. And I would like go find their Twitter, go find their, their homepage and look at their services and be like, okay, this one looks like it might work. So throw them in the list, throw them in a spreadsheet. Cause of course I have a spreadsheet for this. Yo, send me that spreadsheet. So I don't have to do any Damn of this it, work. No, <laughs> um, but the EFA is actually pretty great. So it's the dash EFA.org. Um, and I probably pulled like half my, the list I curated was from them, just like searching and looking at their websites and seeing what they do. Um, yeah. And then from there, it was just like, okay, I get this list of 30. Let me go through, you know, let me go through pricing. Like that's important for me. Like I have a budget set for how much I'm going to spend to get this book produced. Mm -hmm. uh, and I want to go through the three rounds. So between content, copy line and proofreading, what's that going to cost on average, right? So is it a la carte? Like you could have just chosen one of those things. You didn't need to choose all three. Yeah. Most editors you'll find will, they'll, their services will be like, Hey, I do content. I do copy line. I do proof. Some will just be like, I just do content. Some do copy line and proof. Um, so you just gotta look at their websites, but, and then the pricing will be usually in a sense. And yeah, yeah. If you're paying more, sometimes there's a connection to quality. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know yet because I haven't. I've only. I've only been using one editor. But um, if you do look up like the editors for like the Andy Weirs or like the you know the bestsellers, like you can go find them, and yes, you can Andy see what Weir. they and you can see what they charge. We're not. We're not talking about Andy Weir. And <laughs> don't. Don't. No. I, all positives. I props to everybody who's writing. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That Andy Weir. Um. So. <laughs> <I'm joking. laughs> So then like this list of 30, I just, I did like a pricing. Okay. Who fits within my budget? Um, and then, you know, it's important knowing what you're looking for. Like, are you, do you need a content edit? Um, sometimes you can feel pretty comfortable with your story and your plot just based on beta readers. Um, I wanted to go content and I wanted to go through this entire process. Uh, I knew I was going to do content. I mean, your content stuff. edit, right. Um, <laughs> was super valuable. I'm glad, I'm glad you would have it. completely, yeah. you know, you didn't get that feedback from any, for any round of no. your beta. 
Nope. Right. So it was certainly worth the the time and money that you spent. Yeah. Um hundred percent. Um yeah. But then like choosing, yeah, like yeah, pricing. Um then I like paying for more work. I'm like, do I wanna <laughs> hire somebody to tell me to do more things? Yeah, do I want to pay someone to make me overwhelmed and stressed? <laughs> you know what's sad is that I think that's why I want to query. I just wanna want other people to worry about all yeah. these parts. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's that easy though. I don't I think you still you still gotta make the changes. Like they're not even just gonna do it for you. Yeah, but the research, finding people, can they just prov- <laughs> they'll provide them for you, right? I'm basically providing you a list. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that work is already done. We've established that. Can you make a tab for horror? God damn it, you jerk. Oh, you, actually, you need to you need to be careful because like, there's a lot of people who say I don't do horror pretty specifically. So that, that is a thing. So well, I'll call it sci-fi. Not wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then, like other factors like they don't do horror. I want to pull on that thread a little bit. What's up with that? Is it like I, I think it's the just lowest spe- form? No, 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 no. I mean, it's like I do everything. I do westerns. I do right. superhero movies. Relax. But... Let me finish. No, there's some authors who are editors who don't do sci-fi. They don't do thrillers. Like they focus on romance, or they're specifically just sci-fi. Like it, everyone has their own choices, but you need to like that's Maybe something to pay they attention. Just don't to. enjoy. Like, okay. Oh, yeah. I can understand. I can respect that. Yeah. So then like the other things were availability too. So like I had the, the list of 30 narrowed it down by pricing, kind of reached out to a few of them. Some people didn't get back to me right away. Some got back to me like really quickly, which I was like, okay, that's, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, sample edits. That was a huge thing. Sent a sample edit to like when I got it down to like five or six. Are um, they able to say like who they've worked with? Like, did you research, yeah. you know, other self-published or published authors just yeah, to, to yeah. see? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's definitely part of it was one looking at authors that I've read, either self-published or, you know, not as big as like the Kings and the the Weeders and everyone else, but finding all those editors, like looking at their acknowledgements and like, you can find them, right? And then go into their website and seeing what they've done. But even this list that I pulled, um, most of them had like testimonials, which which are one thing, but then they had like their list of books they've worked on. So, okay, cool. Let me go look at that book and see a sample and is it fit my, does it fit my genre? Is it how focused are they on this? Are they just doing all of the books? Like, do they have do mm-hmm. thrillers and horror and everything else? Or are they focused on sci-fi thrillers? So they have like a little more of a, like a base knowledge of the, yep. those genre expectations. So yeah. And then that yeah, genre focus, which we talked about, like, that's kind of a, that's kind of a big one. There was a lot of people who I came across were like, yeah, I don't do sci-fi or thrillers. And I was like, okay. Yep. You're off my Cross list. that one out. But yeah. So that was, that was, that was pretty much it. I don't know. Just a lot of, just a lot of research. Yeah, which I've hey, done, I mean, I want to for the now. bottom of my heart. Thank you for doing all that research for me. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, that was pretty much it. And then honestly, the sample edit was the biggest thing. I had gotten it down to five people, and so they provided five. Like, so you got five separate sample edits on the same. You submitted the same text. Yep, the same first, section of your book. Yeah, some will have limits. Some will be like, send me the first fifteen hundred words. Send me the first chapter or two, or send me your best chapter. Blah blah blah. I sent them all the same thing because I wanted to. I wanted to see. I wanted to compare yeah. them. So I, I sent everyone. That's interesting. The first few chapters and just let them go as far. Like if they just went to fifteen hundred words, I'm like that's fine. And I was just like, hey, there's the package I'm putting together. Like just send me back what you you know what you'll do, and then then I did like a side by side comparison. There was uh, one editor. She was fantastic, and it was so. Uh, overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I think I showed you this one, but like the research she put in for just the sample edit, and I was like, oh my god. She's like, I am extremely thorough, and I was like, I love this. And she had like links to things about comments, so like, hey, this is why I think this, and this is why I've chosen to do this for a line edit, blah blah blah. And I was like, holy shit. Um, 
but then you find a happy medium. Um, and if you can chat with someone over Zoom, that's that's great too. Um, but then I also came down to like availability. That was kind of a part mm-hmm. of it. Like there was of the five, three of them were like, yeah, I can't take this until like the end of the year, end of this year. And I was like, I'm not going to sit around for six. I can't sit around for five months. Yeah. Starting a second book. Like I can't do that. Like I need How to- different were the edits that were submitted? Were they like, did some of them, was there repeats? Did some of them have similar comments or were they completely dis- like disparate? No, I think for the most part, they were all within range. Um, yeah. The comments, it was interesting. Some provided like a mix of copy and content edit. And some people had different opinions on like, you know, how maybe something should play out or why something, you know, didn't work, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, they all kind of called out the somewhat the same, the same stuff. Yeah, which cool. I thought was fascinating. So book the editor and then you get a you got a ticking clock then you got that um you know third act timer going going off to get you moving so yeah so you're rounding the content edit no you're finishing the content you're moving to the line yeah my plan is to get this big picture stuff done in the next week and a half which i should do because i've set myself a reasonable daily goal (laughs) not overwhelm myself nice i'm gonna take a day off of it drink pretty heavily i don't suggest everyone (laughs) do that but i'm gonna do that uh, and I'm going to take two days and I'm going to just read it. I haven't read, I haven't read this book from first word to first chapter, last chapter in a while. So, uh, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna read it from top down and then I'm gonna spend a week doing as best as my skill level, like cleaning up, like sentence stuff, catching all like the poorly done dialogue tags and formatting and stuff. So that eliminates. Well, why them. would you do that? If you're going to submit it for it's one less thing, that she, one less thing that she's got to focus on. Like I want to fix that stuff because she will still provide like, She's still going to call out like plot and story stuff while she's going through. So I don't want her getting. But it doesn't affect cost, right? Are you just being cordial? It's not cordial. No, I just want to get her the best product. So because I, I guess it's more of like, yeah, she's going to still do this copy line edit, um, but I don't want to have to. I don't want her to have to focus on like basic like comma stuff or dialogue text, dialogue tag stuff that I should know. You know, mm-hmm. that's like okay. This is obvious stuff. Like I should know this and have that done, so she can focus more on like structuring the sentences and fixing those for like. You know, as a sensitive artist, I'm offended that you said that dialogue tags are. I don't know something sh- I should know. I don't. Because... I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if I'm even right? It's just something that stood out to me because it's something I was been focusing on. So. Yeah, but I think consistency is key, right? So I was going with yeah, what sounds best. No, I think that was that was a good it was a good chat about editing the editing process and where we're at and how terrified we are and yeah thanks how, for all of the um how fucking painful this is yeah thanks <laughs> for the resources you put together for me again uh, I appreciate it you no problem man I'm glad I could do I'm that glad for you're me. the first one to run through this cornfield because yeah. <laughs> it's naked I see the path <laughs> I'm like I'm running this cornfield <laughs> naked right now uh, now good episode um and honestly this was um very similar to one of our you know non-recorded writers chats for me yeah. i think you you kind of you helped a lot so thanks russ you helped me hey, because i'll start with content and then i'll move into a line edit um and i'll try not to run myself into the ground don't do it just pick yourself you know set that goal um all right well that's our episode thanks everyone for listening uh if you enjoyed the episode and you think someone else might like it let them know if you have any topic ideas or feedback find us on twitter at writer underscore syndrome or head over to writersyndrome.com for all of our episodes, uh, contact info there, beautiful photos of our faces there too, <laughs> website links, all sorts of cool stuff. Otherwise, join us next episode where we'll discuss uh, art-life balance. Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't have that right now. <laughs>
We might as well just retitle it. Uh, we'll discuss the topic stress. Yeah. <laughs> so, drama. Yeah. Well, until then, uh, until next time, keep writing.